Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. We've all heard of the child prodigy who started playing tennis at five and grew up to become a professional Grand Slam winning athlete. But we don't all envision our children to end up as professional athletes. So for those of us who simply want our kids to be healthy and have fun, when should we enroll them in a sport? And how do we choose the right sport for them? Nathan Parnham is a strength and conditioning specialist, father, and author of the book, The Sporting Parent. Hi, Nathan. How are you? Good. Thank you, Siobhan. Yourself? Good. Thank you. Do you think that all kids should play sport? Absolutely. Yes. And there's a number of, <laughs> there's a number of reasons for it. Um, but first and foremost, I'd just like to preface that with uh, you, you don't have to be a, you know, having played sport yourself as a parent. So to put that into context, my partner herself has no sporting background whatsoever. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, I'm a, a young father myself and we definitely will be getting our son as he continues to, you know, evolve and age into a variety of different sports for a number of different reasons. So you don't have to be active parents, but sport plays a, a pivotal role in your child's development. So what age should we start kids playing sport? Yeah, so there's a number of factors to consider with this. And I'd just like to point out that the number one reason for kids and children leaving sport is a lack of fun. So whether that's, you know, structured sport or your local gymnastics or swimming, then the earlier you get them engaged, the better, because at the end of the day, it's all about them having fun. And if they are having fun, there's a greater likelihood of adherence for them in the long term. Yeah. I know that when my kids were very small, you know, we started them swimming when they were babies. And I know there's an argument for that. And I don't know if you classify swimming as a sport, but if we're talking team sports, you can hear um, parents talk about when they've enrolled their kids in a soccer team and they're maybe three years old and they just spend the time (laughs) running around the field sort of not knowing what to do or where the ball is. Is there an argument for waiting until a little bit later to enroll your child in a team sport? Uh, That is a good question. So yeah, exactly. Just to reiterate what you said, there's nothing more funnier than a group of kids running around or like a flock of pigeons chasing <laughs> chasing the ball and and then they end up going the wrong way and all the rest of it. So, um, But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's funny for, for parents as that is for us, then it's all about them having fun at the same time. So whether it be team sports or individual sports, they both have benefits. The, the benefit to the individual side of sport is that they, they can learn things and get a feeling out process a little bit better themselves and in their own time where in a, a team-based sport, then, you know, there's, there's plenty of involvement and plenty of peripheral noise, I, I suppose you could say, where, you know, they're trying to find their own feet, let alone trying to navigate, their, you know, everybody else around them and what they're doing as well. So that's why you often see a lot of confusion in those team-based scenarios with young kids. But at the end of the day, it's all about them being active and, you know, individual sports or team sports, either way, both of them are, are really beneficial for them. So how do you choose a sport for a child? Let's say they are three or four years old. Um, You know, you may know that they like cars or unicorns or whatever it might be, but in terms of what they'd enjoy 
enjoy doing physically, that might be a bit harder to choose. How do you work out what is the right sport for them to go to? Yeah, so I suppose there's two things to this. The first one is that quite often as parents, like parenting is so challenging and I'm only new to this myself, but I've been involved with a lot of parents over the 17 years I've been doing this and quite often when it comes to their sporting selection, it's quite an emotional connection. So whether that be that father has played football, you know, being soccer, then you know, he wants his son or daughter to play soccer. So that's the first choice that they, they make because of that emotional connection based on the parent's wants and needs. And, and that's where a lot of sport stems from and the choices that are made. But going back to your example before, uh, the swimming side of it is a really, really good example because I think if we take away that emotional connection to a particular sport and we remove ourselves from it and think in the long term, what do we want what, what's the benefits and byproducts associated with participating in sport for our kids? And often they far outweigh a particular sport. So in your example with the swimming one, I've enrolled our son who's 14 months in, in swimming and he's been participating in swimming lessons himself because from my experience, I'm certainly not from a swimming background, so there's no emotional connection of what I was referring to previously. But what we desire to get it is that swimming is a lifelong skill. It's a life skill to have. And from my example in working in professional sport as well, there's been far too many instances where even professional athletes haven't been able to engage in their recovery sessions because they actually can't get in the water because they don't know how to swim. Now, if you can't get in the water as an adult because you don't know how to swim, then my first suggestion would be that you probably need to learn how to swim before delving <laughs> into any any you know specific sports with emotional connection. So if we if we take a step back from it and look at those things, and at the end of the day, moving is a, is a life skill as well. So a really a, a good example I've already covered off swimming, but another great example would be gymnastics and and how you like a kindy gym. Many parents in our generation coming through, physical activity was was quite an active and integral part in the educational framework. And because of all the legalities and things like that going on at the moment, a lot of that has been taken away and that whole learning how to move has been significantly removed from this generation of kids and youth coming through. So a simple thing like a kindy gym would be a phenomenal start for them to get a better understanding of how their body works and do that in their own time without that peripheral noise we spoke about with the team setting. Now, you did say that you thought it was good for all kids to play sport and there will always be children who just don't like physical activity. They don't like playing in teams. They'd rather sit on their bed and read a book or um, play with their toys. How strict do parents need to be about getting their child into a sport? I know personally that I had resolved not to enroll my kids in a sport until they showed an interest in it because it was expensive and it took a lot of time out of our weekends or our week. So I was like, I'm going to wait until you want to do it and then you will stick at it. Um, But if you want a child to play sport and they show no interest, should we be pushing them into it or what's your suggestion there? For me, everyone has a different definition of success for their child in in playing sport. And you mentioned those Grand Slam champions and things like that. But at the end of the day, if this generation end up being active for life, 
for me, that's that's a successful position for them to be in as individuals. So when it comes to how early to, to get them involved, if they like it or if they don't like it, the biggest suggestion that I would have for that is it doesn't necessarily have to be enrolled in sport. It, it, it might simply be, you know, spending time with your kids, taking them, whether it be, you know, they've still got their training wheels on the bikes and things like that, going out as a family, going for bike rides through the park. And, and a, a huge part of this comes down to play day because you know when I mentioned them having fun then there's nothing more exciting for a, a kid to be able to not only have their friend come along as well but to have their parents actively engaged in that process and, and actually playing with them it just transfers into really really um, like large role models that that will instill those values in the years to come. So they don't have to necessarily enrol in a particular sport. It's just simply having play dates and it can be in the backyard. They could be going to indoor rock climbing centres. They could be doing a kindy gym or whatever, but just something where they're physically active. And at the end of the day, that element of fun will end up paying dividends in the long term. Speaking of that role of fun, this generation of kids has also... um been known to be over committed to different things. Um, extracurricular activities can be a huge part of their daily experience and they can spend every day of the week going to something, whether it's dance or soccer training or basketball training or whatever it might be. So you can find some kids, even in a young age bracket, when they're at school, spending several nights a week in training. What's your take on how many sports are too many sports when it comes to overscheduling our children? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting one because quite often as parents with our adult mindset, we we're the overcommitters ourselves. So what I mean by that is that we, we all want the best for our kids. And, you know, I'll use my own personal experience. For me, my parents, you know, I was quite an active kid when I was younger. And, and a lot of that, my parents channeled that energy into sport. So they would have booked me into any sport they could in order to uh, keep me out of trouble and keep me on the straight and narrow, so to speak. From being overcommitting, I've seen time and time again where parents are, you know, they've got three or four sports on the move. Their weekly schedule is absolutely chock-a-block and, you know, they're pulling their hair out when at the end of the day, one sport to two sports, in my mind, I'd say two sports where it just allows them that freedom to play because, you know, we spoke about the fun element before and at the moment, the way that sport's going down, not only in Australia, but in the world, the path that we're going Going down is such a structured emphasis that everything has to be, whether it be a, a lesson or a you know a team based activity or private coaching and that element and, and that unstructured play, that freedom to move that so many champions and things were built on it over history uh, has been taken away from it. So if you're that parent out there listening and you know you've got your child enrolled into three or four different sports, then maybe it might be that opportunity to to not pull your hair out and to take a step back and say, okay, well, why don't we prioritise this? What what season are we in? It's okay for one season to finish and then, you know, we, we finish that sport and we pick it up and revisit it again the following season. We don't need to try and play it all year round and we can double in a variety of different sports, but let's keep it all into perspective so that that third element of actual play comes into it where they have the freedom to move and, and spend time with their parents and 
and kids, uh, you know, in, in the same family and with their friends as well. I don't know that this would happen with really young kids, but as they age, um, coaches, trainers could see something in your kid where they think, you know what, they need to go to the next level with their training. How much should parents weigh their decision, their final decision on what the coach says in terms of doing more training or committing further to a sport? You know, everyone wants their their child to be complimented for whatever gifts they possess, whether it's sporting or academia or, you know, the arts. Everyone everyone would like that. And and I suppose it just comes down to you as a parent saying, okay, well, where where is our journey and how does this fit on our journey? Because absolutely you're right. There's going to be coaches time and time again who will earmark kids and things like that. And at the end of the day, it's just a matter of putting things into perspective and saying, okay, well, how old is my child? And, and is it all really necessary to be committing and going all in at this particular age? Because, you know, if you take it to another level, there's there's certainly other sports where the earlier the specialization, the better, like, a you know, a diving and gymnastics. And you see this time and time again at the Olympics where those competitors are actually quite young in comparison to, let's call it the Roger Federer's in the world, who I think he's approaching 40 years of age. Um, and tennis is the, the opposite end of the spectrum where now they're actually, you know, those Grand Slam champions are hanging around longer and longer because they, they have that ability to, to withstand it and know that they might not reach their peak until later. So all I'd say to that is that parents just need to, like I said, put it into perspective and it's great and warm and fluffy that they're, they're able to be complimented for, for your, your child and their successes along the way. When you said um, at the beginning that you think um, all kids should play sport and you've explained that a bit further in terms of play and movement and just having the freedom to have fun, what specifically can sport give kids in terms of their development? Yeah, so what we call kinesthetic awareness, which, you know, us uh, strength and conditioning or coaches geeks in that phrase in that realm will um will we'll call it kinesthetic awareness but quite simply from a parental perspective all it is is simply coordination so the earlier we get our children engaged and enhance what's often referred to as physical literacy or their fundamental movement skills it's just their body's ability to recognize itself in its surrounding environment so a, something as simple like i said as gymnastics is extremely good for that because it allows them to to fall, tumble, turn, put weight on their hands, put weight on their feet along the way, um, and and just really understand how the environment and how their bodies can move in that environment. And once again, that's a safety thing too. So the the beauty of that is that the earlier that we're engaged with things like that is other things become a little bit more easy and more fluent, I suppose. So things like riding a bike and, you know, going running and throwing tennis balls and, and jumping, things like that that we would often do when we were younger. The freedom to move, so to speak, these days isn't happening as, as frequently. You know, it's, it's quite rare these days where you'd walk down the street and see hopscotch patterns drawn into, you know, with chalk on the footpath and things like that. And and they were the, the, the backbone to the success in, in the way that we move and, and our development as adults now. But, uh, you know, a lot of the kids coming through don't have that opportunity anymore. So the earlier, the better to try and build that kinesthetic awareness and coordination. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. No problem, Siobhan. Thank you very much for having me on.
That's Nathan Parnham. His book is called The Sporting Parent, and there are links to where you can find the book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.